The Flyover State Sports Show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? And welcome back to a very special episode of the Flyer State Sports Show. We are now in living color. For those of you that are not watching the video on YouTube, I did some jazz hands to accompany that <laughs> to accompany that uh, high pitchedness of my voice. We are very excited here to be seen and heard. And I am here with my beautiful co-host, Mr. Gavin Alexander and Mr. Caleb the Bean Jubal. Gentlemen, are we excited to bring the folks our faces? Gavin, you have your hand up. Do you want to speak? My hand's up? Okay. Hang on. <laughs> We're speaking to new technology here. Hey, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> what's, your, what's your name, Mr. Hands Up? My uh, name on Skype is Skymore is, or uh, Skymore is the, what the fuck? I think I spelled it wrong. All right, so we have one person who is Oh, sky here. is the limit season. Holy fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, there we go. And what does the holy fuck, fuck, fuck represent? I was just having fun at that point. Hey, we're all looking to have fuck fun. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> well, Beans, you're the only one who actually has his real name in there. You're, you're the professional of the group. Uh, well, I had to you? start it. This is a business account, so... <laughs> You'll be expensing this. Yeah, this is coming out of the funds. I use this for work. God, I am just getting absolutely bombarded with text right now. Jesus Christ. You're an important man. I know, I'm an insider. And my inside information is telling me that Traylon Birch is fat and out of shape. No, he's Gavin less fat was, now. Gavin was the one texting me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's my inside source. <laughs> um okay gentlemen so i think it is time to uh start the show off proper we have already just started this poorly so we might as well continue it poorly god my eyes look like they're so fucking shut right now your head's floating my head is floating yeah because i'm wearing a white t-shirt <laughs> not even a clean white t-shirt either like you can see all the fucking stains my night shirt i i like to work comfortably <laughs> Well, gentlemen, I don't think we have a sponsor for today's video, so the sponsor is whatever the hell Beans is drinking over there. Whatever the hell Beans is drinking over there and Dr. Pepper. I a like bear on a bike with a bottle of booze. That's right. Booze. Sponsor of today's podcast. Booze. Delicious. Well, gentlemen, we have a very exciting show today. We're going to be talking a lot of training camp stories. We're going to do a draft of the best sports moments of all time. And Beans will continue to serenade us with his very, very weird and thought-provoking moments. But first, we have to start on somewhat of a somber note today. It was announced that John Mechie, second-round pick by the Houston Texans, will be out for the season this year as he has leukemia. Very tragic and sad news, but fortunately, from all reports, it is the most treatable form of leukemia, but... As I said, very tragic, very sad. Cancer fucking sucks. 
uh, John Mechie, we're really thinking about you out there. We're really rooting for you to make a hell of a comeback. So, guys, do you have any thoughts or food for thought for uh, our listeners out there? No, just uh, want to point out that, like, the type of cancer that it is is treatable. And also, like, the dude's been getting medical checks for the past six months just because of the combine, because of his ACL. Like, they had to have caught this early. So I think um, in terms of recoverability, he's probably going to be fine, which is great news. We uh, wish him the best. And, yeah, future uh, NFL Comeback Player of the Year coming at us. Yeah, that's for sure. That's a good That's a good that's a good point uh, that you brought there about the future comeback player. Um, John, I love John Mechie in college when we did our top five players. I had him as my fifth best receiver because he has such a pure route running ability. So I, I, I really hope he comes back because he's, he's a really good player. Move on before I say it was a terrible take, please. Yeah, We don't want to completely uh, disregard Beans and his thoughts and feelings, but we are going to absolutely just move on. So that way we can forget about all the hard feelings on that one. Um, it's time to go over. Means um, we're trying to be positive about John Mechie, but you're making it very hard. Um, but you know, John, speedy recovery. You know what, John? You are a top five receiver in this draft class. You know, is yeah. No, I can't say that with a straight face. But we are rooting for John Mechie to have a very swift, quick recovery. And for him to be back 100% here in the future, he can definitely be that Brandon Cook's replacement by the time that he comes back. And he will hopefully be getting the ball slung to him by neckman himself, Davis Mills, because we're not biased at all. Nope. So, training camp is in full swing, gentlemen. Uh, we have had a myriad of just dumb stories out there, but we've had some actual news that we want to go over very quickly. These are going to be quicker quick hitters. In terms of stories that aren't huge, maybe on the surface they kind of seem it, but they're not. And we'll just give some thoughts on it and, you know, say a sentence or two. So kind of the first thing that's a little bit less under, less important is Chris Carson retired about two, three days ago or something about that. We all kind of saw it coming. He had basically no neck at this point. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, is, support- it con- is it confirmed yet that he has a neck? No, it is unconfirmed no. that he has a neck, confirmed that he is retired. Davis Mills um, could give him some spare neck, and he would have a complete neck. No, but Davis, Davis Mills, Mills definitely has two necks. Yeah. He definitely does. Does Davis Mills wear his tie on the bottom or the top of his neck? The top. <laughs> <laughs> Next story. <laughs> oh, you gotta you gotta go back one episode to really appreciate that joke. Um, <laughs> So Chris Carson, uh, the first big one is he's retired. Congratulations on a fantastic career, Chris. Unfortunate for you that you had to retire early. Um, someone who should be retired but isn't is Julio Jones. He's signing a one-year contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because everyone just wants to go play for Tom Brady and Ring Chase because fuck it, right? Did you yeah. see that crap on Twitter where he made an end zone catch and everybody was freaking out because Tom Brady threw a floater in the back of the end zone and Julio caught it? Well, no, I didn't see it, but they're going against they're, nobody. So I know it, it pisses me off that training camp does that shit. Dude, training camp is so fucking stupid. Nothing <laughs> ever happened. You're talking about camp. Juju making a catch. It was Julio. Juju, though. That's different. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Juju's better than Julio at this point. <laughs> when, did he, when did making a catch become an important thing for a wide receiver? I'm biased. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, man, this receiver made a fucking catch. God, he's the greatest receiver of all time. It's not like he's just doing his fucking job. 
whatever. Um, moving on. Yeah. Um, Joe Burrow also had a appendectomy apparently, just out of That's nowhere. a big word. Holy crap! It's just, it's it's the removal yeah, of your appendix. Appendectomy is that I can't even say it again. Appendix removal. We used, yes, we appendix the removal. <laughs> We're big. Um, out. <laughs> my favorite part about this story is how everyone in the media is like, just like, oh yeah, like he just got his appendix removed. Like he was going in for a routine like dental appointment and not like a major surgery for a ruptured organ in his body. You can, yeah, like, I, you could like die from that. No, I know. It's like, oh yeah, dude, he just got his appendix removed. It's like he went and got his wisdom teeth out. It's like, not no, it's to... not actually how it is. Like, that's actually a big deal. Yeah, it's not going to affect him at all for this season or whatever. He is going to lose some training camp reps. But, like, it is just really funny because we are in, tra- in training Burke season where – or, Jesus. Training Burke camp. <laughs> <season>. <laughs> yeah. it. Training camp season where you overreact about everything, but then this quarterback has a major surgery, and they're just like, oh, he's going to be good. He's fine. My uh, question to you – how good can Joe Burrow be if he ever actually gets an uninterrupted training camp? Because he didn't have one because of COVID, like his rookie year. And then he didn't have one last year because of his ACL tear. And now he has an appendectomy. I mean, he was one Dude. of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL last year. So he's also exactly how much better can he be? Can he be better if he gets a full I, fucking I, training I, camp? I think you saw the best of Joe Burrow, like, last year. He was also 25 last year. Like, I... Like, if you could count the age thing, like, he's pretty mature and stuff like that. So, you know, a 22-year-old kind of needs that training camp time, but a 25, 26-year-old, like, not By really. uh, Joe Burrow's age, you would expect him to have the cognitive skills of a Kyler Murray. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Joe Burrow is definitely older than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray uh, is a guy, that's for sure. He's also a dude, and he also enjoys video games, allegedly. Yep. And he's lost a $230 million man, gentlemen. This is the uh, section of the podcast where we are going to finally go into some deeper dive and give some actual legitimate takes out on these streets. About a couple of new stories. The first one being Kyler Murray signed a $230 million, I think, believe, five-year extension with the Arizona Cardinals, ending the holdout that never was because he was never not going to play for that team and the Cardinals were never going to trade him. So it kind of just happened. gentlemen. How do we feel about giving a guy who is my height $230 million by quarterback in the National Football League? They had to pay Kyler. I think the way that they paid Kyler was actually really smart, where not a whole lot of it's guaranteed. And we'll, we'll get into this, uh, some of the language in the contract because uh, that's interesting. And you wonder how much, with as little of the contract as guaranteed as it is, how quickly can he start to lose money if he just like doesn't do certain things? Um, but as far as I think it was safe for the Cardinals, they could not pay him. I think it's more interesting. The fact that all like the three most important members of their franchise and their GM, Steve Keim, their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler are now extended. And you could argue that all three of them shouldn't have got it. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, when I look at the Cardinals, right. I'm like, okay, Kyler Murray, top half quarterback. Yeah. Top 10. Not on my watch, but, you know, whatever. Other people's watches. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury, top half coach? No. No. He's a fucking idiot. Yep. And then Steve Kime, top half GM? Nah, probably not. So, I mean, like, you're pretty much investing in, like, an idiot, a, like, 
replaceable GM and a midget quarterback who's not even a top ten quarterback who also I, enjoys to play COD. So Evan, I think do you either. Go in, oh, go ahead, Beans. Do you want to go into the language of uh, that? Because Sam bringing up COD. Uh, kind of yeah, covers so, the language of that deal. Yeah, so the fun part that Ian Rappaport, you know, got to report was like, oh, you see, there's this language in the contract that, you know, they did. And Kyler Murray has something in there that says that he's got to study four hours outside of the facility. And it's like, what do you mean Kyler Murray has to study four hours outside the facility? Isn't that his fucking job? And apparently, no, it's not. And, he's, and then Ian Rappaport loves to walk it back. He's like, Oh, he like already does that though. So it's like just in there. And it's like, but why does it need to be in there if he already does it? So I each <clears> can, you imagine, both can you imagine hopping idiots. on could you imagine hopping on Xbox and you hear Kyler Mar- <laughs> Gotcha? <laughs> I, I gotta bring up the quote from the uh, New York Times article too, where he told them that he doesn't spend time watching film because he's blessed with uh, cognitive skills to just go out there and see it before it happens. I read that in the bathroom at work today and it audibly laughed out loud in the stall. <laughs> audibly, like no shame. There was there could have been someone next to me for all I know. I just laughed, dude. I was like, dude, you got to be fucking kidding me. How, like, dude, you're not even that good. Like, you're good, but, like, dude, put the work in, for God's sake. In in terms of actual analysis with this, we're the – my concern with Kyler is more around the person than it is the player at this point with everything everything that we saw in the playoff game, now what we're hearing with the the off-the-field stuff, like – a dude like and I, a dude like Baker Mayfield, who has shown flashes, um, has been hurt, and apparently is just like a major problem person in the locker room, off the field, whatever. We're seeing the same stuff from Kyler, and all it took was one bad year from Baker, and he's just like people want him out of the league. So what? Dude, he, Kyler a- has a longer leash because he's shown a higher ceiling, but I don't think he's worth two hundred thirty million if that's what you're seeing behind the scenes. Doug, how nice must it have been to be Lincoln Riley and go from, like, Baker's antics and, like, Kyler being a fucking prick to, like, just Jalen Hurts, no problems, like, whatsoever. Yeah. Can't play quarterback to save his life on the same on those two guys' level, but, like, oh, my God, like, this guy I don't have to fucking worry about anything with. Also, could you imagine being, like, a normal player on Oklahoma's roster, seeing this dude in Baker Mayfield just out, like, partying, playing Xbox till like one in the morning and then going out and being up, beating Ohio state and putting the flag in the middle of the field, just like the complete, <laughs> you're getting the top end to play, but he's just not even trying. <laughs> it's, just, it's incredible content. Dude, like seriously. Okay. Th- this is more just, this is turning into a roast of Kyler Murray and I love it. Absolutely. Because- the guy's making more money than us and, I don't care. Like we're I gonna make fun of them. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna make fun of someone who makes more money than them than me. Cause like I'm gonna say it, and then they won't ever hear it, and therefore oh. they won't have responded. And I won the argument. He called me because, once. He told me he listens. To, he loves this yeah, show. Yeah, Kyler Murray loves the show. Well, I'm gonna talk some shit on Kyler Murray. Um, I saw a tweet, and this is like obviously a shit post, right? Like a hundred percent, like fucking stupid. Like it doesn't matter. Like whatever. But it was really funny, cause this guy. <laughs> This guy over the past three years, like, plotted out Kyler Murray's, like, fancy football numbers, like, during the season. And there's, like, a downward trend, like, a slight downward trend each, all three years, which makes sense because Kyler Murray has 
statistically gotten worse as the season progresses yep. due to either injury or maybe like some sort of adjustment the defenses are making or whatever. Maybe if you watch more film, like that wouldn't happen, but who knows, you know, whatever. But the tweet then put out a line of demarcation for when the new Call of Duty dropped, like every season for that. <laughs> and he found that there was, in fact, a statistical difference between pre-COD numbers and post-COD numbers. So maybe Kyler Murray, if he's forced to not play as much COD, will actually put together a whole season of great football. <laughs> Yeah. No, well, I wonder if Madden has anything to do with it too. Dude, just, no, Madden fucking sucks. No, no, no. Do you think like he plays like himself in Madden or something no. like that? And... I don't think he plays Madden because Madden fucking stinks. I no one plays Madden. I play Madden because I'm an idiot. Oh, me too, but Yeah, like we're dumb. And you know what? Um actually this is perfect because if any of you guys are listening. We're uh, starting an Xbox X fucking uh, NCAA dynasty in one year. So, uh, yeah, get a f- Xbox X. If you're listening, hit us up in the DMs and you can be in it. First come, first serve. <laughs> Except for the people who I already invited. So there's like maybe four spots left. So get it. Hopefully we make it big time and then like our, our funds can pay for us getting the Xbox X. Yeah. 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 Or you could just not be a broke boy and buy one. Ooh, my job title does not allow that to happen. I, uh, yeah, I went and got one. I was feeling real frisky one day. Uh, to, uh, to wrap up the Kyler Murray stuff. I'm I, the uh, Kyler Murray of this show, apparently. I, I think that Kyler has the talent. I think he is a, I think he's a top five talented quarterback in the NFL. I think the flashes have been the best quarterback, MVP level, whatever you want to say at certain points. Um, I just don't think you give a person like that or a person as inconsistent or injury prone as Kyler that type of investment. With I just that kind feel of like wording in the contract. The what, Sam? I, well, what would it be? What did you say? You and especially would, with like how they had to word the contract. That, that's everything. what I mean with you wouldn't like, word it that way if you weren't worried about the person. Exactly. Like how how many years of this contract is he going to, you know, fulfill? And then they're like, OK, this isn't working. All five. Dude, I mean, like, I guess they could trade him. I uh, mean, it, yeah. It, it, look, the Arizona Cardinals are statistically the absolute dog wateriest dog water in the NFL in terms of the history of ever. There's no franchise who has done less than the Cardinals. They're not even like bad and like hilariously bad, like the Lions and like the Browns. People are like, oh yeah, like the Browns, like when they suck, they were like lovable mm-hmm. losers. And, like, the Lions are always just that super sad team that went, like, Owen fucking forever. Or Owen 16. <laughs> Owen oh, all of it. Of that. Dude, no one gives a fuck about the Cardinals. No, the Cardinals are absolutely just stuck in, like, purgatory right now. They're bad no, at being they, bad. They have, like, a Super Bowl appearance. And, like, that's it. <laughs> and they're still less relevant than the Lions, who have none. They're like the Texans, but, like, the Texans have been around for, like, 20 years. The Cardinals have been around since, like, the 30s. Kyler Murray is also just like a dude that has the chance to be so lovable with like, you know, he's 
He's so short. It's funny as fuck to watch that dude scramble around on the field. And he is, like, fun to watch as far as, like, making big plays. He's an accurate quarterback downfield. But people would just rather make fun of him because he's a problem off the field, apparently. It's like, um, an, ant, it's like an ant running around. Yeah. He's, uh, he's Gen Z Russell Wilson is what he is. Yeah, I would agree with that. It, entitled yeah. Gen Z Russell Wilson. Yeah, he's Russell Wilson without the, like, pro character. <laughs> Russell Wilson if he never found religion. <laughs> there we what go. What else you got here, Sam? Well, I think we got another contract extension from one oh, player yeah. who is just a freak athlete to a different player who's a freak athlete. DK Metcalf just signed a big three-year extension, and he'll be able to get paid a boatload of money and be a free agent again at 27. This is one heck of a racket for DK. I don't even know what the full numbers were. Does someone oh, want to enlighten me? It, it was $72 million total, and I think like 30-something million dollars guaranteed. That sounds mm-hmm. right. I, yeah. think the, um, I think the signing bonus was also like the biggest or something that, like that. Right. And so my my two thoughts when I saw this, the first one is um, like DK just generally I think as a player is a bit overhyped just because he's the athletic specimen that he is. He doesn't like his perception versus his actual production on the field when he's had a quarterback as good as Russell Wilson. Um, you'd expect to see more. And then the other side of that is uh, in an offseason where the wide receivers have been resetting the market, I think Seattle got a really, really fair deal with what they got DK Metcalf for here. And also it makes a lot of sense for DK Metcalf to be a um, free agent again and be able to sign a big contract going into his thirties, essentially. I think it's pretty much just uh, what everyone wanted from both sides. DK got a fuck ton of money. DK gets to be a free agent again at an early age, like you said, and DK will be there for when they draft their next quarterback. And then his contract will expire when they need to sign said quarterback. And I'm sure if the quarterback stinks, they'll just sign DK again. Yep. Um, it's kind of becoming a deal in the NFL where it's like, all right, once you pay your quarterback, you can't pay your top receiver anymore because they want too much money. Yep. So it's you better pay the receiver during the time when the quarterback's not being paid, and then you can pay the quarterback and we'll figure it out at wide receiver. $24 million a year is like, in my mind, spot on for what I think of DK Metcalf. It's just it feels a little disappointing for the player in an offseason where wide receivers have just been getting paid like crazy. Yeah. But still, it makes sense for both, and I don't want to take anything away from him. I mean, he's going to be there. He, I'm amazed he wanted to stay with the quarterback play he's going to get, but, I mean, he's going to be the guy in Seattle for a while. Yeah, that, I, yeah mean, this, I mean, the attention's on him. He is the offense now. Yeah, the rookie quarterback. He's going to help out the rookie quarterback that they presumably bring in next year and over the next couple of years when surely, he's there. So Surely they're chasing Bryce Young, right? I I, they're the Seattle. They'll probably take a running back. I don't like oh. Bryce Young as an NFL prospect. Well, I don't either, but that's what the NFL is going to do. Well, I wouldn't. It, it could just be C.J. Stroud or a mayonnaise coffee man himself, Will Levis. <laughs> Funny enough, I only saw that video because of Rachel. Rachel's the one who showed me that. <laughs> Shout out to Rachel for coming on like a couple months ago. That was her best yeah. episode. You guys should go rewatch that. Um. <laughs> But no, I, I I think I mean Seattle's got good pieces on their offense. I mean they got Lockett, they got DK, they got uh Penny and Kenny Walker. Their offensive line and quarterback just fucking sucks. So mm-hmm. and their defense <laughs> and their coaching. Yeah, dude, Pete, Car- <laughs> no, Pete Carroll needs <laughs> and to the go. town. 
<laughs> no, and the state. No. Like, oh my God, Pete needs to go. The, the game has passed him by. It's, uh, I'm, what happened with them and Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll just like early on in Russ's career still just genuinely confuses me for what like we've seen over the past couple of years. Because like one of them has to be bad or like all of them have to be bad or something. Like I, it doesn't make sense how they won so much so early. They went to two Super Bowls. I mean, it's was it's football one of those really things, bad? though, dude. Like, it's hard to win consistently. I mean, they – I don't know. Like, you have to kind of look at the teams that made it out, you know, ahead of them, like that Niners. I, I guess, but, like, like that if Panthers Girl, team went 15-1. and one, If, if um, Pete Carroll sucks and, like, we've determined that and Russell Wilson carried him, like, Russell Wilson hasn't been good over the last couple of years either. So I, – I think for my money – and we're not, I guess we're changing this into a Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson discussion. We've fallen uh, off. We've decided that DK's good and like the time. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about here. Like DK, yeah, DK got fucking paid and he's good. Like fuck it, whatever. Yep. Um, my opinion is is that Pete Carroll. Oh my god. Okay, I got a, I got a message from Drew in. So we're in this. Gavin and I are in a fantasy league, and I got offered four thirds for Rashad Penny. And it's just like, God damn it! Like, no, go to hell. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that had nothing to do with anything we were just talking about. Uh, Beans, you can edit this out if you want. I think no, it's, it's stay. definitely staying. It's staying. You know what? Um, I got a scoop. I got a scoop, an inside scoop from a fantasy league. Rashad Penny is apparently worth three fourths. Or three, uh, or four thirds, excuse me, two of which are gonna be in the back half of the third round. So, whatever. Rant over. (laughs) I shouldn't be checking my phone. I shouldn't be checking my phone and driving the podcast. Uh, back, anyways. Uh, Pete Carroll, when he left USC, the game was going more spread heavy, and USC was kind of stinging it up. So he went to the NFL, where the game was still archaic and old, and then the NFL started becoming more spread-heavy and innovative, and Pete Carroll never fucking changed. So I think Pete Carroll has been passed by for about five years now, which just so conveniently happens to be when Russell Wilson got paid and they couldn't stack the roster. Thank you for giving me my hot take for this week, Sam. Keep going. (laughs) <laughs> There's nothing really more to say there. What's your hot take gonna be, Pete Carroll? No, fucking... no, no, no. We can't. We can't. Yeah, Pete uh, Carroll's that, a, a fucking man. No, it's a surprise. You gotta stay to find out. All right, whatever. Um, we completely glossed over the Kansas City Chiefs in our training camp roundup, so we're gonna go back to a Kansas City Chiefs section. We're gonna tell you some of the news, and then we're going to basically say nothing about it because nothing of it is really news. Clyde Edwards-Alaire went on the pup for one day and came immediately off the pup for after that day, so I have no idea what's going on there. That just seems fucking stupid. I don't have anything to say about it. Yeah, it was just non-news. Um, yeah. I, uh, no major injuries right now. Knock on wood for the Chiefs. It's a good start to camp. Yeah, no shit. Good start to camp. Um, I guess, okay, I, the Justin Ross family is coming out and attacking me for saying no major injuries. I well, didn't expect, I didn't <laughs> Justin I, Ross is a UDFA dude. Well, yeah, He's a UDFA I, I made a four seven. He had it was like a good, one, it was it was a good story. Like ESPN was eating that up and no, like don't yeah, get me wrong, dude. That, that's that's how you win football games. Is the number of stories ESPN does on you, obviously. 
it's still the it's the right move. It's the right investment for the Chiefs to make. I love the process, but to expect anything out of him, like because people were blowing the expectations on him out of proportion. We said well, that. And, bro, future comeback player of the year next year, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Him and uh, John Metchie are gonna absolutely have a hot race for that. Oh my God. That. Well, Malik, now that. John Metchie probably won't play until the year after, to be completely yeah. honest. Yeah. Well, Malik Herring, he was a. Uh, on this, uh, you know, physically unable to perform list for the whole season, you know, Malik Herring, he was a defensive end for Georgia. Hear me out. He's going to be undervalued here. He's going to be really good this season. I feel like, I There's feel like, like he's somebody dude that's listening to the podcast in Georgia that is like, yeah, Malik yeah, Herring. Herring. Woo! So, <laughs> <laughs> no. So it's something that we can just put him in the, you know, put him in our side pocket, you know, for something later. And then oh, yes. he isn't in the fucking yes. side pocket. He's in the back pocket of my jeans that haven't been washed in like three weeks. <laughs> I, dude, come on, man. He's from Georgia. And I've never heard of him. No, I was talking about Justin Ross. You're talking about Justin Ross? And Lily Herring. Who? <laughs> All right, on to the next um, one. No, but, but for real, I, I will give you I will give you one peanut butter and jelly half sandwich. So like half on one piece of bread. Cut the bigger way. Yeah, cut. Yeah, not here even. Go, here we go. Here we go. Hold on, no, no. Finish with yours, and I'll say what the I, I got an idea. Yeah, no, I, I got go. peanut butter on one ha- half of the bread, jelly on the other half. It's completely white bread, just the garbage ass white bread that you get for eighty eight cents. Fold it over for a PB and J sandwich. I got that for you, for your Georgia defensive lineman, only because it was Georgia, and there might just be someone who would have started on every other fucking football team in America last year. Because Georgia was a fucking NFL team on defense last year. Yep. So I'll give you that. I'll give you <laughs> – it's the half-eaten ham sandwich of credit. No, I want if, – if Malik Herring is, like, really good next year, I want, you, I want you to come on the pod and say that sandwiches cut diagonally are bigger. That's what I want you to do. I will That's never say bet. that. That's um, a good bet. No, fuck you. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> What constitutes him being good? Like, did we even did we even draft him? No, he was a UDFA and he was okay. Hurt, so if he so... makes the roster, that makes him good. All he should do no, is make the roster. It was last year. He was in last year's draft. So we already made the roster once. No, he was hurt, and so we kept him in the, fit, the on the pup list for the year, which means he doesn't okay. you know account okay, for any roster. No, I almost don't want to give you the hat. I'll give you a quarter or like a three quarters eaten hand. No, sandwich. I just want you to admit that sandwiches cut diagonally are bigger. That's all I want you to do. Bigger if you're looking at the like radius, no. or not the radius. No, we're not the radius. No, no, okay. What's the next story? Sandwich is bigger. Yeah. But it's the same amount of sandwich. We've had this conversation before. It's been debunked. You're sounding like a flat earth person. If you were offended by that statement, please stop listening to our content. The earth is fucking round, you dingus. Anyways, Travis Kelsey also got a $3 million raise that wasn't technically a $3 million raise. It was just $3 million pushed from the uh, years down the future to now to adjust for inflation, basically. Probably. I don't know. Probably. I, uh, I think that's a pretty smart move. If you have the money, throw it in there now, and then yep. you know we'll have $3 million in the future. Yep. I almost guarantee you we threw it in there because we could, and we'll just extend him next offseason. And we have him until 24. 
but again, we'll probably extend him. I don't know. Right, but if we're moving money to right now and he actually does age poorly, then all of a sudden that's money we're not paying him later making him. Yeah, and it makes it makes the most sense. Yeah, right. and it's a plus good every, move. Plus, everybody's been talking about how he's so underpaid and stuff like that. Like, he's not about that. He's he's a guy that team-friendly deals and stuff like that. He, he's not Thankfully. underpaid. He just plays tight end. But Yeah, well, yeah. he – Everybody thinks he should be getting paid. Like he's probably what the third pay, top paid tight end right now. Yeah, he's, and he's everybody like, thinks he should be paying top tier, like top. Okay, so. that goes into another soapbox argument for me. Yes, Travis Kelsey should be the number one paid tight end, absolutely, and he would be if everyone was just paying tight ends right now. But he's not because he wasn't the last good tight end to get paid. Yeah, right. same thing. Like same things with quarterbacks. It's like, oh, my God, like, Matt Ryan is the top-paid quarterback. It's like, yeah, because Matt Ryan's, like, half-decent and, like, won by, like, a half-million dollars because they had to keep yep. him. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has the biggest cap hit in the NFL this year because for one year the Titans just loaded a bunch of money on his contract, and then next year it's back down to just, like, normal Ryan Tannehill. Like, eight, mi- like eight mil after this. Right. Yeah. Contracts in the NFL are dumb. They don't make any yeah. fucking sense. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't even think – I genuinely don't think the contracts that the NFL like writes on paper are worth the actual paper that they write them on because it's just they, it doesn't matter. The cap yeah. hit isn't the cap isn't real. It isn't. It, it's only real if you make it real. It it is real, but there's so many workarounds that it just like like you're just bad if you can't find a way to get the one player that you think you need if your roster is just normal like if you're the saints and you're just playing with fire all the time like sure your margins are smaller the the saints have been the saints have just been telling everyone the cap isn't real for like 10 seasons and And now they're facing the repercussions for all of these players yeah now they're facing repercussions for their right tackle uh what's his name like they do. Yeah. They've been losing players now. Like it's, yeah, Taron Armstead's not a. That's there right. Anymore. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, eventually, um, but like, dad, you had Drew Brees. Like, what were you gonna do? Not pay the fucking players you had with Drew Brees right. on the team? Like, yeah, whatever. Plus, yeah, we can move on. We we don't need to stay on the Saints. By the way, Sky Moore healthy. Sky's the limit. Yep. The only thing I'll say Sky Moore before we move on from the Chiefs is, um, and this is actually gonna sound weird coming from me, but like, we've heard a bunch of very pro Sky Moore the person comments come out, which very good. We've seen what bad comments on the person has done to Traylon Burks, but like we also haven't seen Couldn't anything. Resist. We haven't seen anything on the field because of the hamstring injury yet. So like he's not he was a good person coming into the draft. We knew that or like had a pretty good idea of that. Like again, we're not learning anything new. You shouldn't be reacting to the stuff coming out of camp right now. Let's see him on the field doing good things before we, like, actually start to get – before we start changing expectations, I guess. But, but yeah, no, that's my only thing with Sky Moore. We can move on to our draft now. Sky's the limit season. Holy fuck, 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 fuck. That's right. (laughs) Now, gentlemen, are you ready to rumble? That was impressive. That was really good. Probably good going to get copyright stricken from this. That's right. You're watching this on YouTube. Beans, we had a great time doing a draft the last time. Let's do it again. Tell us Part what we're two. today. All right. So we're going to do a draft of the greatest sports moments. So this could be like professional, college, yours, 
high schools, whoever. If you're choosing a high school moment, like, you're going to get fucking, like, smited by the act of a god or something like that. You're never going to win anything. Yeah. And then um, the order of the draft, it's going Beans, because I want a Twitter poll again. Okay, Beans won a Twitter Twitter poll because I asked who needs the most help and therefore needs the number one overall pick. And I'm still going to win this draft. No, you're not. I, and then Beans, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. Mm. And now that I've said that, you're going to win. And I hate it. <laughs> then we got Sam and then Turd in the back end. Turd yep. Ferguson. Yep. yep. So it's six six round, snake style snake. as always. All so right. So what is the 101 of yeah. what is the greatest the moment greatest? in sports history, Beans? All right. What is so, the coup de gras? And why are the, you wrong? No, it's absolutely right, and it's the only moment that I you will ever see that just sends chills down your spine, and makes you feel all warm and cuddly inside, makes you go, you know, feel special and everything. So I'm gonna lock this in as the 101. Run that, up, run the card up to the podium, write it in sharpie pen, whatever the hell, and it's the wasp play in Super Bowl 54. Whoa! Whoa! That is the 101. That is yeah, the 101. God. Damn it. No, it's not. What There's only one choice for the 101. There was only and one I'm a Chiefs fan. Oh, my goodness. Beans. We're Chiefs fans. What are you doing? What are you doing? There's this, only this one choice. This moment was amazing. It was this great. Wasn't amazing. For that moment, it wasn't the 101. It was definitely the one. It's definitely the it 101. It was not. For you, yes. For no. No. I'm, rec- I'm recency biased. Bro, I'm not even mad. because I, I get the 101 and the 102. This is like you drafted fucking... Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan, you dumbass. Well, what's your 101? <laughs> well, it's the 102, and it's the greatest sports moment of all time, at least in America. It's a miracle to ice, you dingus. Yeah. Well, America's the only country that matters, and yes. Exactly. And all exactly of our, you know, except for that one dude in, uh, like, Netherlands. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, that's because Netherlands is number two. No, we actually got, like, six overseas now. It's pretty cool. Whatever Shit. countries they're in are next on I'm the not, I'm not winning any of those six votes, apparently. But you know what? <laughs> Dude, it's Miracle on Ice. Yep. Come on. Okay, I ain't going to lie. I had that in my notes, but my number one at the top of my list from taking my notes is Wasp. <laughs> no. Dude, okay, Beans. When you think of Wasp, you think of the play, right? Absolutely. When you think of Miracle on Ice, you think, I think of, of the moment, yeah. and you think of the call. Do you believe in miracles? Yes, and everyone knows that, and everyone gets chills when they hear that. And it's so very obviously the greatest sports moment, at least in American history. And you biffed it. And it's because also the heightened times, you know, that we were in at that time. Yeah, we beat the Soviet Union. And there was was such heavy. All over again. And it was such heavy underdogs at that time. Dude, that wasn't even the final. People don't even know that wasn't the final. They don't even know that was the semifinal. You realize, like, how crazy that is? I have a personal problem with Wasp 2, just the play. The moment and all that stuff is great, but can we just, like, not disregard the fact that the 49ers defense playing zone coverage managed to leave half of the field uncovered and Tyreek Hill, <laughs> the most explosive receiver in the NFL, folding chair open? Like, can we just not, like, disregard that? I'm actually going to talk about some oh, of this Oh, later. my God. So I, I have to tell you a story about that play, guys. So I – I hate to like totally disrupt the draft and everything that it stands for for this play or for this like commentary, well, you but were I have there, to. So. Dude, okay. 
you have to put yourself in my shoes, right? Chiefs are down by like 10 points. Yep. And it's third and 10. We just got a first down taken away. I'm just like fucking, I'm in Miami with my dad frozen. Like never even considered we would lose this game or never. Like frozen, dead shock. Like we don't get this. We're fucked. Yep. And Mahomes throws the ball and I see Tyree Kill just wide ass open. And he catches it, and, like, the whole section of me goes fucking nuts because it's all Chiefs fans. And, like, I'm hugging my dad. Like, I'm giving him a high – like, dude, it was like we won the fucking Super Bowl. That's how big that play was. Yeah. And, like, I'm just, like, hugging him, high-fiving him, like, everything. And that motherfucker turns to me, and he's like, yeah, but if you put that on the money, it would have been a touchdown. I'm like, what do you want? Was like, what do you mean he underthrew him? I, I hate that he's he lying. It was like, dog, it was a sixty-yard fucking pass, you asshole. Like, bro, like, that's you funny. just fucking change yeah. the game around, you ass. That's a moment where you just complete the pass, make sure you don't overthrow him. Just let's get what we need here. I was just in shock. I was like, dude, Mah- I was like, all right, we're all like the, f- we're on like our own forty. Mahomes yeah. dropped back like ten goddamn yards, and I remember yeah. it was like, like rushing... the fucking twenty yard line after basically yeah. no rack. And yeah. I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, dude, that's like fifty yards, and he wasn't just... set either. He's off his back. No, I'm like, okay, yeah. that's like fifty yards. First of all, just yeah. off rip, and then it's across the field, so that's at least another like ten yards by math, essentially. So that's like sixty, and it's off his back foot, and it's on the money to him. And there's, like, nowhere else to fucking throw downfield for him to catch it. I'm yep. just like, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but, yes, anyway, Miracle on the one Ice that, uh, is absolutely the 101 to get us yes, back. Yes, Miracle on Ice is better. Yes. Um, <laughs> All right, what's the 103? So, 103, um, I guess this 201 one, it would be. This is one that uh, I feel like is the second overall pick. It's not going to get votes because – a lot of people here aren't going to understand, but uh, I picked Leicester City winning the Premier League over in Europe. Um, Ooh, it is, I didn't think of that one. It is widely considered the greatest upset in just all professional sports. It was 5,000 to 1 odds going into the season. They, oh, had, man. they had like 3 to 1 odds to get relegated, which is finishing in the bottom three of the league. And they wow. won. When they won, literally for like a week. Everyone in my, like, dorm, like, floor that, like, was a sports guy, like, we're just naming off, like, all the things we could have bought if we put, like, 50 bucks on them to win the premium. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't put they don't put odds that low anymore. Like, they just they, – they changed betting because one time they actually hit the 5,000 to one odds. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I think, like, KU right now to win the Natty in football is, like, still, like, 1,000 to one or something. Right. That is insane. Yeah. It's like, uh, it, it's like you can't put the odds that high because if you do, you literally lose all your money. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah I so, like that one. I, I like the one a lot, Gavin. I didn't even think about that one. That that one was um, the correct answer. The next one's going to be a bit more selfish for myself because I watched it live and it's uh, a good memory for myself, but it's still a cool moment in sports because of the call that went along with it too. It is the kick six in the Iron Bowl. Oh, over in Alabama. I have that one. Pick, I, I know. I was hoping to get that one on the back as well. 
Yeah, that that was one. The call was outstanding. Um, it's Alabama. It's a uh, one of the biggest stages in college football at the Iron Bowl. Like it's just, what more could you ask for in a moment? And it, yeah, you, they beat Alabama. Right. Guys. Yeah. Dude, and now I'm gonna think of a new fucking pick. Well, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things too, where it's it's not just like it's a a pick six or like some play that you see relatively routinely. Like it's so bizarre. This field goal returned yeah. for a touchdown to win the game. And the call on that, the who are the, the calls? Call incredible. It's a shame the guy that passed away. Yeah. Yeah. I never forget the kick had the distance until it didn't. <laughs> 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 no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Dude, some – I don't remember who it was, but some Alabama offensive lineman got just fucking domed on that return. Like I, it, you can literally just watch the return, and if you look, like, behind Chris Davis, some dude just gets fucking blown up out of nowhere. It's like, oh, my God. Yep, but I'm, I'm happy with those two picks. Uh, I think we're back to you, Sam. Well, now now we're not back to me because I can't think of anything. You took the obvious best answer. There's some more good ones out there. I, I know there's more good ones, but like that that's there's like a like, super solid one. There's like two centuries, two 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 not centuries. Yeah, two centuries. A caveman. Should I pick the uh, a caveman first, of yeah? Should I pick the first Olympics? I could do that. That would be hilarious. Is, is there any recordings of that? No. <laughs> They also ran it in the nude and got twisted testes, so I don't think it was that great. Um, okay, let's think. I, I don't want to like completely just go with the same sports. I want to diversify a little bit. So that's good for me because I don't need hockey anymore. Or so, And I don't know anything else for hockey. So I'm going to go with uh, LeBron James' block on Iguodala because it goes back to my previous mention of you can't have a great sports moment unless you have a great call to go with it and that's why the kick six is so iconic that's why miracle on ice is so iconic and oh blocked by james since yeah that was fine i was trying to remember what yeah oh blocked by james yeah that was such a cool call it's it's mike breen's best call it doesn't matter how many bang calls he makes it's his best call (laughs) yeah it's his best call and everyone knows it and you know it's the greatest – you know it's one of the greatest sports moments of all time because Kyrie Irving went and hit the go-ahead shot basically like a possession mm-hmm. or two later, and no one gives a shit about that shot. No. At all. That, everyone gives a fuck about Yeah, that absolutely is the greatness of that play. I mean, it literally had such a small – it was the turning point in that series and everything. But, like, in terms of – in terms of like just importance of a singular play, like I mean, it was it's just you know a block, like it's a turnover, they get possession, whatever. But it meant so much more than that to the oh, yeah. entire series. The outcome yeah. became I mean, huge. That that, that series was gridlocked. That game was gridlocked, and points were to premium at that point. And Iggy had two points, and then he didn't, and LeBron got it, and like that. Sh- I mean, then they go and hit the ga- the what ends up being the game winning three. Yep. So I mean. I, I don't know what else you want. That's one of the greatest sports moments of all time. Yep, Just go, go watch that play, too. LeBron's a freaking freak show for making that play. <laughs> all right, Beans, you got uh, two back-to-back picks. Serenade us with your greatness. Yeah, all right. Great. So, supposedly, I have to make up the lack of, uh, you know, ability that I don't have here. So, the order is very important on this. You know, I have two picks. I have the first one, and then I got the turn back, all right? So, 
the, the number two here is also kind of more recency bias, but it's still such a cool moment, um, mainly because of us being, you know, homers and everything. Um, but I want to go with KSU beating KU in Manhattan 2008. Oh, man, you are being a homer. Jesus. I that was that a, I, I hate that I know that, that one. Game, dog, that game was so goddamn boring, too. But it was so cool because it's like the first time in like sixteen. What was yeah, it? Sixteen and, years. And the, the Michael beat. I mean. Oh, you're top. Oh, I feel like a dumbass. No, I yeah, you're so, top of the football game. No, 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 no. no. The one where uh, uh, Michael Beasley oh, standing on the, on the table. table? Yeah. On the yeah. Table. Yep. He pulled the Kobe. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. That, I I'm with you on that one. I'm with you on that one. That was, moment. I I don't know why I was saying football. It's the uh, it's the picture. You can just see the picture of Beasley on the table. And no, no, no. The biggest picture is the wide lens of Bramlage and everybody's on the court after yeah, the game. Yeah, that's it. That, that photo resides in my basement. Oh yeah, I have a photo of that too somewhere. I'll have to find it. Um, it's a great and then photo. Now, it is. And then so for the turn back on the three hundred one here, I'm gonna go with. Sam, you had a good USA one here, but I think mine might be a very close second here. It might be number one. You never know. No, uh, you're not about to do that. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But no, uh, that that was supposed to last forever because you guys weren't supposed to know about that one. No. So the 2001 World Series first pitch in New York. That was obviously killing. behind. An awesome uh, moment. I hate you so. Yes. That was my sixth round pick. You weren't supposed to know about that one. So that that one is chilling because that one's after 9/11 and Bush and Bush throws a strike. Dude, that, that pitch just, was so perfect. That, that pitch just, was right down the middle. Oh my god. That thing. That's the, the, the way that ever. It is because it just pulled America together and every and it just. I was, hate it's, baseball and I know that moment. Exactly. Dude, that's like the only bit. Ba- that's the only baseball movement moment that I can get like people to vote for on this. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. what, a- what other baseball moment am I gonna choose that like people our age are gonna care about? I know, but it's going to be mine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not thinking of it then because I'm an idiot, apparently. So that that's that's my moment. I think that one that one you can see that one in like 20 years down the road and like still just like know the circumstances and everything beyond just sports, too. Yes. Yeah, exactly. um, Have you guys ever seen like the 30 for 30 short over that? Yeah, dude. So good. It is. It it makes you cry. It makes you cry. It really does. It's dude, so well done. All right, Sam, what is your pick at the 302? Okay. So I feel like I need to counter Beans, right? So Beans Beans pretty much was like, oh, well, I'm going to be a better American than Sam because I'm going <laughs> to use 9-11 victims to, like, strengthen my argument. <laughs> Um, so I need to go with a better catch than Beans in the Super Bowl. And luckily, the helmet catch is the most iconic Super Bowl catch of all time. Yep. And uh, everyone knows that moment. And it stops the Patriots from winning the Super Bowl and going undefeated. Yep. Stops the per- perfect season. Um, it stops Tom Brady. Like, there's just so many, so many storylines with Think that. of, like, how much of a career Tom Brady's would be different if he would have won that Super Bowl. Dude, oh, That's my God. He would have been the GOAT, like, five years later. But he already exactly. won the GOAT five years later. So he would have been the GOAT, like, ten years ago. Yeah. He would have been the GOAT. <laughs> it would have been sooner. It would have been, goat. yeah. It would have been a lot sooner. No, dude. And, again, this goes back to my LeBron James thing. You want to know how good of a moment David Tyrese catches? There are people on this earth today 
that think that's the play that won the Super Bowl when in fact it is not the play that won the Super Bowl. It's yep. not even like the play before that they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like people do, people don't even remember Plexico Burris like making the catch to win the Super Bowl. They just were like, oh yeah, Tyree. Uh, David Tyree just caught the fucking pass and the Giants won the Super Bowl. It's like, no, yeah. that's not at all what happened. It was awesome. a big that play. play. That play's a miracle because freaking Eli it wasn't took it, a stack. Wasn't it against uh, Harrison, the safety? Uh, oh, yeah, it was against uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Harrison. Harrison. Ronnie's Harrison? Yeah, he dude, was a good okay. safety. No. Uh, if you watch that catch, the reason that catch gets completed is because Ronnie Harrison goes to punch it out and David Tyree, and he misses and David Tyree comes on top of him and he's holding the ball like that. And the ball never hits the ground mm-hmm. because he falls on top of Ronnie Harrison. So he gets it to like that. And I swear on my life, on my life, that if Ronnie Harrison like doesn't fall on him, and the ball hits the ground, there's no way he holds on to that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because if you look, the tip of the ball is the one that's going to hit the ground. And I'm just yeah. saying, like, there's no chance he holds on to that. The odd, That play is incredible. Like, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. It's the greatest catch in NFL history, in my opinion. Given, there's, uh, there's been so many big catches in Super Bowls, too. Like, Julian Edelman literally had a helmet catch a couple years ago. Nobody nobody cares or hears about we that. have a timeout on the field. Okay. Up, easy. Nate? Easy. That could be used. <laughs> it could be used. You know what else could be used? But Redacted. Because I'm not going to oh. say because I'm not giving you guys a competitive advantage. Okay. <laughs> Gavin, you have back-to-back picks, and you said that you had the baseball one to get people to vote. I do. I do. And it's um, it's the correct answer. It's uh, the moment Jackie Robinson stepped onto a baseball field, professional baseball field. It's oh, uh, no. com- completely changed professional sports forever. We, we missed that one, Beans. That is that is a big miss on our that part. Is, yeah, that's a big miss. To I wasn't alive. I wasn't round. alive at the time, so I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but everyone knows what we're talking about. Like, oh yeah. my God, Gavin, that's such a good pick. That's the best value, in my opinion. For somebody yeah. that doesn't watch baseball and to pick that, that's well, it's the movie. Dude, that was so important too. Oh, the movie. Oh my the God, movie, yeah. that changed. The movie features. was what made me like actually realize how big of a deal it was. I had no idea like any of it before the movie. And the movie only depicts like a third of it. Like, yeah, and dude, Rip Chadwick Boseman, but that movie's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no, that's uh, I don't even really feel like I need to talk about that one enough, enough the or a whole lot. The moment, the what it meant to sports, I think says enough. You look at yeah, what sports it, are now; it, that's all because of Jackie Rob or like that's Jackie Robinson led the way. So yeah, there's no words like yep. it, it, it. That's what it is. There's no words. It's the moment. Yep. And it's and the so, only one that has no words. Yes. The uh, so coming back around, my fourth round pick is gonna be another iconic moment. It's something you can pull up the picture and just see. You know, it's fucking. I can picture it in my head and tell what sideline it's on. It's the Vince Young run in 2006 Super Bowl. That's such a that's such a good pick. Yep. I'm gonna say what I that moment's great and everything. Brad Nestler like really just brought out his inner Joe Buck. For that caller, whoever whoever was calling that game really just brought out their Joe Buck because the call is literally just like, and he's got it. Yeah, it's like okay, like that call. call, The call doesn't do the moment justice, but on a counter to that, 
the call isn't good and it's still memorable. It's exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and like it, the in like what I, I dude, USC was un, like iron picture, whatever. Right, and yeah, the picture of it, you see the picture of Vince Young in the corner of the end yep. zone. It's it's the it's, uh, it's moment. It's, it's yeah. what, it, what it is. That's yep. Not a whole lot to say there either. It's just it is what it is. It's yep, big it's moment. It, yep. It's the moment. Right, Sam. You don't need a great call for every moment, and that moment's iconic. All right, Sam. What's the four o? What's the four o two? Okay, so we've done NFL, we've done hockey, and we've done NBA. So I think it's time to go with another sport that no one cares about. And I need votes, and I need iconic like moments from iconic people for votes. And I think that Tiger Woods winning the 2019 Masters is one of the greatest sports moments of all time. For our generation, at least, because our generation grew up watching Tiger Woods and we grew to love him. And then Tiger Woods went through some really dark times for about a decade. And he was going to be down, out, and everything for the entirety, rest of whatever. It pretty much became, it started as like, is Tiger ever, when's Tiger going to win his next major to is Tiger ever going to win his next major? And I know when he won, I shed a few tears. Because it was one of those moments where I realized that one of my sports heroes, like sports heroes, like the great ones, can always turn back the clock just one time or so. And then you get the emotional payoff with him hugging his son, which mirrors him hugging his dad, Earl, when he won the Masters the first time. Yep. So I, I think that's just one of those ones. That that one might be a little more niche and personal. But I like... Don't... I don't know about that because uh, you've picked two where I don't know, or we've had two where I don't know baseball, I don't know golf. I pretty much hate both of them, and I know exactly the moments that you guys are talking about. Yeah, and I mean, that's why it's a great moment. And I mean, I, I think it's more of the belief thing, right? Like, sports make you believe a lot, like, all the time, right? Yeah. But, like, you know, it's like, oh, like, this really awesome comeback, like, you know, happened, and then, like, a different really awesome comeback happens is the greatest comeback of all time, right? Like, there's only so much that happens in sports where it's just, like, a moment in time and you have all the context over, like, a four-day period, right? Yeah. And, like, Tiger winning that Masters, like, when he is just in the twilight of his career is just one of those lone, like, flame bright spots and it's going to be very similar with serena williams i have all the confidence towards serena williams will turn yes. back the clock one more time because oh, that's she's a that great, great point too because that's going to be so similar yeah. that's going to it's going to be so similar and it's going to be an awesome moment she's going to tie uh her, her name starts with a c uh it's like it's not courtois i know that's not right it's uh court it's court i believe her last name is court but she's going to tie that record and it's going to it's going to be one of the great sports moments of all time, too. But that one's more of a culmination moment, if that makes sense. Being you go, I've talked too long. <laughs> all right. So for my order here, it's also important again. You know, that turnaround is always very important. So with the 403 here, I'm going to go with uh, – here's my here's my uh, second college basketball one. It is uh, Jim Valvano searching the court after uh, winning the championship. Ooh, I did think of that one. Oh, that's such no. a cool moment where uh 
after they win, you know, nobody expects them. What were they? What was their seed? The six seed? They were a six seed. They they basically weren't going to make. So I think this was either. The, no, this was before it was 64 teams. Mm-hmm. So this is when it was like 48, I think. Yeah. And, and so like. And so like they had to win the ACC tournament to make it. And they did. Yeah, they, they basically did a they did a UConn like from that mm-hmm. one year basically. Yeah, and so when they win the national championship and he's running around the court and just searching for anybody to hug, searching for searching for Dave Wittenberg and Dave yeah. Wittenberg was hugging someone else, <laughs> and he was hugging someone else. No, oh, the yeah. wild part about that, if you ever you've watched Survive in Advance, right? Yeah, that was such a good thirty. Oh my god, dude, that no, was, wasn't as a thirty. 30 one of, a, that is S tier, like plus. Yes, there's so many thirty for thirties that are S tier. But there's only so many S tier pluses, and that's one of them. Mm-hmm. And they almost lost that first game, if you remember right. And like they yeah. didn't have a point line. Mm-hmm. Like think about how weird that is. Like right, like there was a time where like some of the arenas had three point lines, and then some of them didn't. Oh yeah, and yeah, that's so like fucking weird. <laughs> Dude, I it know. changes. I, I, I know. It changes it's everything. Weird. They were and like playing so, on an NBA quarters. I think. I think what happened. Like, the NBA hadn't adopted it yet, or I don't even know what it was. There was like a two year crossover where they didn't have the three-point line in the nba anyways yeah something weird like that all right so for the 501 and this is the one play that changed a guy's career forever and you cannot prove me wrong uh it's the Jadavion Clowney hit and and uh what what the outback bowl against michigan yeah where he absolutely annihilates a guy and then he just becomes a first round pick and is you know overpaid somehow little okay i i don't want to say just becomes a first round pick because he was going to be a top five pick regardless of that play but it was like what no Yes, he was. That play, that play over. Oh, don't be revisionist history here. Go look at the dude. There's no, there were no quarterbacks in that draft. That's true. I guess that is true. And like the, the other picks, but the, were like, but Khalil, that play, Khalil Mack was the best pick in that top five, but he was at Buffalo. That, but that play definitely just like way, like just it jumped his career. It him, yeah. It like it, it did. I'm not saying it didn't. Oh yeah. Like, it let's, was, let's not play revisionist history here about him not being a first round pick before that play. But I, that, I would but say it was done more dirty. to extend his NFL career than it did to help him in the draft. No, it over. Yeah, that, over- there you go. That's, that's the a good eye. point. His perception. So clear the air, right? This this is going to become a Davian Clowney defending session. Apparently, Davian Clowney is a good NFL player. Javon yeah. Clowney is not good enough to have been the number one overall pick or to warrant a yeah. number one overall selection. Neither was Eric Fisher. Like it happens, right? Yeah. Number one overall pick talents don't always get picked at number one. And people who aren't number one overall picks or Javon Clowney absolutely had number one overall pick talent. He just didn't ever put it all together. I blame Houston because Houston tried to make him a fucking linebacker, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like Jadavian Clowney was like the number one player in his class, like when he came out and he was like a consensus top five pick. Like that that play just showed how freaky deaky he was, even though like he really didn't do anything. He just ran in between some guys. That's what I was, that's what I was you could, about to say, how freaky he was. That's but, a left tackle like, and left but, guard. So we, we've gotten to this weird point, in my opinion, where Jadavian Clowney is a solid like NFL player. He's he's like some he's in he's between the, He's in between, like, really, like, solid 
and like borderline Pro Bowl, right? Like he's not yeah. a borderline Pro Bowl player because he's never really come that close to being being a Pro Bowl player, but he's definitely like the tier below that. So if you got to be like a B tier player or like an A tier player to get to a Pro Bowl, he's like a B, like not quite a B plus, but like a B. He's like solidly in B player. And he got so overhyped because like that hit and like being the number one pick that people have like right. people have this perception that he's like some C minus player when he's still like a B B minus player. So now he's like underrated because of the overhype. Once <laughs> people way too far decide back. that a player is like an A player is like great, whatever. Once that perception just like hits, they can no longer be a B player. They are A or they are C. There's no in-between. They can't be yes. B anymore. It's gone from memory. It's there, just- there are so many players. OBJ I is the same. Think of, what? OBJ is the exact same. Yeah, dude. Like, OBJ is a good player. He's just injury prone. And, like, that, like when he's on the field, he's, like, at least a B. Like, he's good. Yes. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. He just it's played a run-heavy offense for forever on Cleveland and, and like, there, had injury issues. Like, he's still yeah. a good player. Yep. He's not like a C. He doesn't fucking suck. He's he just, just was an A in people's perceptions, so he couldn't fall to B. He just had to be worthless. Yeah. Be it's weird. Uh, we went on a weird tangent yeah. there. <laughs> All right. Weird, All right. Absolutely just weird tangent. But, uh, yeah, Jadavion Clowney's hit was him running through some Michigan offensive linemen without getting touched. Um, a little okay fact about that play. Actually, if you are a connoisseur of the sport, and actually watch that game like I did, you know that Michigan was awarded a first down on the previous fourth down on that play. And yeah. it was definitely was not a first down, but they gave it to it him anyways. When, it was and like David that Connie forced a fumble to make it even. Yeah, it was the it was like that far away, and the ref said first down. Yeah, no, it, that was a terrible call. Yeah, One of the all-time that. blunders. From a refereeing standpoint, and Jadavian Clowney settled the score. Just and I corrected think it. That also like plays into the mystique of the hit of where it's yeah. like it's not like it's not like it was an awesome play, like only an awesome play. It was literally like we got fucked, so I just decided to like fix it. I took the game in my own hands. Exactly. Even though like he kind of didn't, Michigan just kind of missed a block, but whatever. I- I, I don't want to derail us on this, but you guys remember from a couple of years ago where Oklahoma State got the phantom first down conversion against us? They got I was like third and 18. They threw a 14-yard pass, went out of bounds, and got the first down. And it's because they were in the two-minute drill and they were running no huddle offense, and the refs just, like I guess, missed it. But nobody questioned it. There was like nothing. They just got a first down. and were, like, I don't oh. remember that. I'd have to look at that. I probably yeah. blocked it from my memory. See, that, that just goes to show that if you fake it enough, well, it they'll believe it. No, they didn't catch it on the broadcast. Nobody caught it. I just like saw after the play, someone had like tweeted out that like, "Hey, this just like happened, and nobody realized it somehow." And there's just like a picture, and he's just four yards short. And then like you go back and watch it, and you're like, "Oh yeah," but it was just first and ten after that. But yeah, that's besides the point. Uh, that's just because we're K State fans. That had to be in Oklahoma State, right? Yes, it was. It was in Stillwater. We were playing Will Howard we, quarterback. Yeah, I don't care. I don't, I don't want to go too far. Yeah, no, we, we've derailed this draft. I don't even know what pick we're at anymore. It's your pick, We're at Sam. the five, 502, Sam. Oh, wait. It's my pick. Fuck. Yep. Um, I hope I distracted you into making a bad pick. Yeah, I think you are. Um, okay. Now my mind's just on college football. College football and great calls. Fuck it, dude. 
Fans on the field. Fans on the field. That's most, a good pick. Most icon- one of the most iconic and like never will happen again moments ever in the history of ever. That was, yeah, that was a cool yeah. moment. The band, Stanford's band running out on the field during the final kickoff. Was, yeah. And like the dude just trucking the tuba player. That shit's hilarious. <laughs> the, uh, the dude, dude, re-listen to that call. That dude's fucking going insane. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, oh my God, the band's on the field. The band is on the field. Oh my God. But he's not doing that. He's like yelling. He's like, the band's on the field. The band's on the field. That was Crazy. a great moment. By the way. Moments that won't happen again. You should check out uh, Sky Moore's career highlights and see the game-winning touchdown he had when there was fans on the field. Uh, go was take that, a look. Was that Ball State? Uh, uh, versus West oh, Turner. yeah. It was against okay, Ball but State. It's not a band. On, it wasn't yeah, a band. It was, it's it's not the band. exact same, though. Like, if you rewatch Band on the Field, the band is actually, like, yes, on the, yeah, field. No, the band, like, Yeah, I yes. But it was, like, the one with Sky Moore, it was, like, the, Sky Moore, so. the one with Sky Moore, it was, like, uh, the players were – Going onto the field. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah I did. You see, that's happened before. Um, I know no one will use this because none of our friends would know this, and it's not a dumb moment, but there's, like, that reminds me of uh, when that one Alabama guy, like, tackled a running back who had a free touchdown, so they just gave him the touchdown. I don't remember that. Remember oh, that. That, that's a great story. Look it up after this. So you guys yeah. weren't even going to draft it, so, like, it doesn't no. even matter. I wasn't going to draft it either. <laughs> nope. But I, yeah, I, like, gonna draft, though. I believe the story goes that he t- he basically tackled him in like some sugar bowl or something. And like they asked him, like, oh, why'd you do it? And he was like, I had too much Bama in me or too much Crimson Tide in me. And I was like, okay, you're a fucking idiot. Oh, it's <laughs> funny you bring up Alabama and the sugar bowl because my first pick here is going to be the Miami Dolphins perfect undefeated season. It's the only one. It's just, it's. It's the moment in the NFL. It's what everybody strives for. That's what you think about. Like, it's, it's what it is. It's a perfect season. The second one, my last pick here, since you brought up Sugar Bowl in Alabama, and it's a, it's a memory that's super fond of myself. It's the Trevor Knight game. It's the Trevor Knight versus <laughs> the Sugar Bowl. I've never seen a sports moment make less sense in my life. <laughs> It was beautiful. <laughs> AJ McCarron versus Trevor Knight. One is still in the NFL, and the Bro. other could uh, keep his starting job the next year. Dude, wasn't that AJ McCarron? Was that AJ McCarron's last game? Yeah, that was like. AJ oh my McCarron. god, AJ McCarron won two natties and went out to Trevor Knight. Oh my god, <laughs> I forgot it's about Trevor that. Knight game. I mean, Dude, I, Trevor Knight yeah. fucking sucked. We beat him at A and M like two years later or something. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, wow. I love that moment. I I would have also accepted Utah beating Alabama in the Sugar Bowl too, but I don't think any of us really remember that. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's your good, last good, one pick here, Sam? Good picture. Right, so I've taken, I have taken um, college football, golf, hockey, NBA, and NFL. So I feel like I need to take college basketball because college basketball is objectively the best sport during like a two month period out of all sports. It's a hot take, but I stand by it. Yep. And luckily beans took one of the great moments all time off the court in terms of like college basketball, which is great. Love it. I'm going to take the most iconic moment on the court. I'm going to take Christian Leitner's turnaround jump shot against Kentucky to advance to the final four. Good. Uh, that's another one of those moments. The picture, right? 
Yep. Yeah. It's the picture. It's the picture moment. And it makes it even better, the character that was Christian Leitner, too. Exactly. And they, they ended up winning the Natty that year. I'm pretty sure that's the year they won the Natty. And, it, I mean, that sparks the whole commercial. It also helps spark the commercial, which is the greatest commercial of all time, when Christian Leitner is literally let, resting on his laurels because he's resting on, like, all the championship nets that he cut down over his career, which is objectively <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a commercial. And also, shout-out to Grant Hill for one of the greatest passes of all time as yep. he just yeeted that thing from the fucking baseline right to Christian Leitner. Yep. The only thing about that turnaround shot is he actually had a lot of time to get that thing off. Yeah, no, because he fakes one way, then comes back and takes the other. Yeah, action. so, yeah. like, that's a little bit downplay but, uh, no, like, I'm I'm game. Like, that yeah. shot is probably the greatest. That is up there for, like, probably 10 most iconic shots, like, in basketball ever. Yeah. If you're talking about an individual sports moment and it, like, being special, it just has to have either that, like, picture that you can just, like, see. The picture of the, the call. Point. You have to see it or hear it. Right. Yep. And that's one that hits those that criteria. So mm-hmm. good pick, Sam. Beans. All right. Out. So I'm gonna off. hit that. I'm gonna hit that picture esque moment. And I, I don't really. Uh, I watch. The, I I don't. I've talked about this before. I make fun of the NBA. I watch it occasionally, but I'm not a NBA guy. But one moment, and then it's the picture that everybody always sees, and it's such a. It doesn't. The game didn't mean anything. Didn't mean shit. And it's the Dwayne Wade alley-oop to LeBron James. Yeah. That is such a cool picture where Dwayne Wade is just like this, and you just see LeBron just back there just – Talk about wild how that moment probably isn't huge like in the 90s, right, because of just how social yeah. media works now. Mm-hmm. But that moment – the wild part about that moment is that moment was huge, but then because it got memed, like it's the test of time now. Yeah, like we, we can no, say this now. We can say this now because like the draft is over. But like when Brandon Knight got yammed on by DeAndre Jordan, that's like one of the greatest dunks of all time. Mm-hmm. Or like most powerful, like awesome dunks of all time. But like no one remembers that dunk really nowadays. Like that dunk was forever ago. But everyone knows what you're talking about with LeBron yeah. Wade. Oh yeah, that's such a cool. That's the one of the greatest sports photos out there. Like it's that's it's like definitely up there pop culture references that you've like seen from that as well like I, oh my god like spongebob ooping it SpongeBob to is the Looney yeah. Tunes, uh or, yeah uh, um not, whatever the next uh space jam space jam oh, yeah. reference to it too in there yeah like the, you get references from that all the time like it's always yeah. memed and it's a huge pop culture moment and honestly i mean it's two all famers like having an awesome fucking picturesque moment like yep. dude, imagine yeah. taking that picture yeah, because it's, like, it's not like LeBron's going up for this awesome. Oop nobody kick. knows who takes that picture. Nobody cares about that guy. Yeah, that that cameraman was absolutely. Oh, just yeah, like fucking <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's kick through some honorable mentions real quick. I'm gonna start uh, because you guys you guys don't need to do fucking baseball because I know you guys don't know a dick about baseball out there. Yep. You listening? I know you don't know it, so I didn't use any of these. I wanted to use Derek Jeter's flip throw so fucking bad but i don't think anyone actually knows that if they're over the age of like or under the age of like 25 so yep no idea yeah. gavin doesn't know, know it. You're i'm talking about though right yeah i do you can walk yeah. through it great though. moment awesome moment iconic moment um other baseball moments i wanted to well, use what, what, what was the baseball flip educate some people yeah so jerry jeter's like out of so basically the yankees are either tied with the a's or up by one run against the A's, 
and the A's get a hit, and Jeremy Giambi, I think it was Jeremy Giambi, it was either Jason or Jeremy, one of the Giambis, who are slow as pond water. Both of them. Yes. They're they're trying to score from, like, second or go first. They might have been trying to score from first, actually. And, like, the outfielder just airmails the throw. It's going to, like, the uh, batter circle or whatever on the uh, right side of the field. And Derek Jeter, who is a shortstop, is randomly just there and gets the ball, catches it, and flips it to the catcher, and he tags out the Giambi to, like, preserve the lead or keep the game tied, and they win. And it's just like one of the it's one of the most iconic baseball moments ever, along with Willie Mays's like over the shoulder catch. Oh, that's a that's a good one too. I, I was and, and also if you're just going straight call, Giants win the pennant. Also fucking great. Mm-hmm. And a classic, a certified hood classic for you guys. Uh, Lou Gehrig's uh, luckiest man in the world speech. Yeah. Really wanted to use that one. Couldn't use that one. Yeah. No one knows what that is. Yeah. Gordon's 56 game hit streak is also like one of those ones where it's like no one knows what that is. So like Jim's just sweeping up the UDFAs here. Um, and then the last one that I want, <laughs> the last one I really wanted to shout out that's on the head right now. Two of them, Ray Allen shot against the Spurs, completely missed that one. Yes. Yeah. And I know then Boise State Statue of Liberty is oh, also just that was a good one that we just completely whipped on, and I thought yeah. about like. As there's, I was saying my last pick and was like, well, shit. There's the hook and lateral in that game, too. There's the hook really and lateral is objectively a better play. That play is fucking crazy. It's fourth and 26 at, like, their own, like, 50-yard line. They fucking scored with 18 seconds to go. Yep. That play yeah, is objectively yeah. fucking nuts. I don't know how it worked. I mean, to know how it worked, you'd never seen it before. Like, I guess, I Oklahoma's guess. defense was literally like shitting themselves when they figured out that, oh, the ball was going that oh, way. Oh, wait, they fucking pitched it to a different guy? Oh, no, we're fucking terrible. It's such now. a like, simple concept that had never been used like downfield before, and it literally I, just like broke minds. I, I want to say this real quick because I love saying this, and I know I'm never going to say it if I don't say it now. When you say, like, really simple concept and, like, it's amazing that we never thought of it, I want you guys to really think about basketball, right? Yeah. And the the three-point line has been around for 40 years, if not more. How is it that only in the last, like, five to ten years did we figure out (laughs) that shooting shots that were worth more points is a better way to run your offense? How did it take 30 to 40 years to figure out that three-pointers are good shots? So, yes. I just don't think that, like, shooting mechanics, coaching, and all of that had caught up to reliably using the three-point line. Gavin, we're talking about, like, two generations of basketball, though. (laughs) Yeah, but, like— Could you imagine being somebody like, the 80s, like, shooting threes and, like— Stop that. Get out like of here. Early, early 2000s idiot. and like late 90s, most people just sucked at shooting threes. Okay, but I would true. argue people sucked at shooting because people like just were stuck in their archaic way of like that's true playing yeah. basketball. Like I, I'm just saying it's super weird that some coach didn't get hired on like a bad team and was like, wait a minute, what if we just have a bunch of shooters? Threes are worth more. Yeah, dude. Okay, think about it. If you want to score 12 points or whatever, let's say you you shoot 
12 shots and you go six of 12. So you score 12 points, right? So you shot 50%. You can shoot four of 12. So like 33%. So literally like what, what's the math on that? Like 30% worse. You can shoot 30% worse from three and be the same. Yes. So if you shoot better than 33% from three, you're shooting the same as 50% from two. And you're probably that's not just how math works. from two either. Yeah, and so, like, some fucking guy was just like, nah, that's fucking stupid. Like, why would we ever do that? Yeah. Like, I, I just, if I could have a time machine and go back in time to just, like, get it, like, try and coach, like, a high school team and be like, all right, all we're going to do is fucking shoot threes. Like, well, what's funny about that, too, is, like, basketball used to be, like, a more physical sport. You'd imagine shooting and, like, getting the ball into the paint and operating, like, was just more difficult because you just get. It's always more difficult, and like because the thing is, is because no one fucking shot. All you did was collapse the paint. I, I challenge. Okay, well, I'm gonna lean in. You're on a rant. Uh oh. I'm on a rant. We've I'm lost Sam. Yeah. You want to know why Syracuse fucking sucks at basketball outside of like one year over the last ten, not ten years, but like five to eight years? Like, do you want to know why? One. Have you ever fucking seen the three-point line from, like, 2006? Like, when Syracuse was really good? I remember in the pandemic, like, they replayed, like, a bunch of Big East Conference tournament games. The three-point line is basically where the fucking, like, key, where the circle is. You know, the circle that has the free throw line that goes through the middle? That's where the three-point line is, essentially. So, Syracuse's defense is literally all inside the three-point line because no one can fucking shoot threes. Because they're in college and it's like the early two thousand, early to mid two thousands, and so they're just on the paint, so you can't fucking score on them because they're all just fucking there. And then teams like, don't shoot from the outside. No, teams just don't shoot from the outside. And the three point line, dude, the three point line is like from me to my kitchen. <laughs> Steph Curry would be pulling up from like, the, like when they say like, oh my god, he shot from the parking lot. Steph Curry would have been pulling up from the actual fucking parking lot, like in this era. <laughs> Seriously, Beans, 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 or Gavin, if either of you are not recording on your phones right now, go look up 2006 Syracuse zone defense. And, like, see if you can pull up a picture. That three-point line is ridiculously short. Like, it, it's fucking okay, nuts. Up. And I watched the game, and I was just like, dude, no wonder fucking Syracuse was good. Like, like what? Like, no, of I, course everyone was fucking playing fucking zone. I, I believe you, but... We're, we're, we're going to to keep us moving along here. From, Do you have uh, a UDFA, Gavin? Yes, I have two UDFAs. Go through quickly. You better uh, just say them before I get riled up about Syracuse. The first one is anymore. the OBJ catch. Again, just a moment. We brought up OBJ earlier. It's we can, You can picture it. Second one is um, Michael Phelps breaking King Leonidas's, uh gold uh, medal record. Yeah. That's a good one. We fucked up not taking that one. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. the one that I was happy. I re- That was the one I sent you guys a text about. Um, I realized that one. Um, I'm very happy against the UDFA since nobody would think about it. But uh, Michael Phelps, I mean, Michael Phelps broke a record that had lasted since people were throwing severed heads in the Olympics. Like, it's it's incredible. It's it's uh, and it's America, too. Right. That's uh, patriotism. It's an incredible moment. Um, I'm happy to have that as my last pick. It's nice. the uh, it's the Justin Ross of uh, your picks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what's yours, Beans? And then we, Sam can move us along to your thought-provoking moment. So my first one is George Brett's pine tar moment. 
Oh, that was a good moment. Where I didn't even name off the, the I didn't even name off the better uh, baseball like moment. When he's running on the field, he's like, "What?" That that was a good moment. Um, and then Malcolm Malcolm Butler's interception. Yeah, that one. Ooh, that's a good one too. Because we were talking about Russell Wilson, and that's yeah, you know, yeah, such a, that's such one. A good I mean, it's one that's still talked about today too. I mean, yes. yes. Yep. Dude, I'm determined to like find a picture of the 2006. <laughs> All right. Dude, well, yeah. while you while you find the picture, I'll give you my thought provoking moment. I'm yes, gonna... please. And make it be about Syracuse defense or Syracuse's uh, zone defense in the early 2000s. Let me get my mic right here so everybody else can hear and just pull it right here. Oh my goodness, that's that incredible beans. <laughs> All right, so no one's upset about that. Yeah. All right, this this one's gonna be quite on a crazy train here, guys. What is your favorite number? I don't have a favorite number. What's your seven. favorite number? Yours is seven. Yeah. What's yours? Oh, give me the, you know what? I'll go 24 for Sky Moore. Fuck it. Okay. All right. So like, so why is nobody's favorite number have a decimal in it? I mean, some people's favorite number is probably pi. No, that's a, they're lying if they say it's pi. Why would they be lying? There's probably they're lying. That's not, that'd actually be a really cool answer coming from. Yeah, it would be like, oh. you're telling me that Mr. Barron's favorite number might not be pi. Yeah. Think about no, how many Mr. Barons there are out there. We're like no. Bondragers. You never go up to somebody, what? though, and say, what's your favorite number? And they say 1.34. Not, no, not they wouldn't. They would just say pi, but pi is an infinite decimal no, number. I'm not saying – no, 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 no. No, but like I'm just saying in general, like nobody's – nobody would ever say that their favorite number – nobody. So – there might be – I mean, there could be someone who is like uh, super into like Avogadro's constant or whatever. That – the oh, reason that, like that nobody cares about it content. or nobody hears about that is because people are dumb and people just like don't care to think about what their favorite number is. Or I they mean, have, I feel like I feel like most people's favorite numbers the jerseys. Yeah, are from jerseys, and you can't have decimals in jerseys. Oh, oh that would be so cool. Yeah. No, no yes. <laughs> are you kidding me? I see okay. it at one point two running on no, the field. That, dude, no. Just wear twelve. No. Wear one <laughs> point. Dude, just wear fucking 12. <laughs> that would be so cool. Patrick Mahomes. Okay, wait. I, I've been doing a lot of sidetracking as a host today. As you can tell, I, I don't know if you guys can see my eyes on YouTube, but I'm fucking exhausted. Um, <laughs> Double zero is a basketball yum, number, yes or no? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. I love that. I love oh, that. That is such a good number. You, you be gotta, on you gotta be a certain way to rock it though, right? Oh yeah, you have to be like yeah. a big. You have to be a big. You do have to be big. You gotta be like, you gotta at least be six six. Oh my god! Like, what? Look at your phone. I hate everything. Breaking news on the podcast. To remove the controversial independent study clause. <laughs> Dude, Kyler's gonna play so much COD. Oh my god. Breaking I, I, news. I was like, this oh isn't good for my god. image. Like, you guys have disparaged me. Okay, the oh one thing god. I will say that Dude, never fucked the Cardinals over. Jesus Christ. Damn. That never should have got leaked. Just ever. No, it should have. Like, no, that's okay. Did I Kyler can... Murray leak that knowing that the Cardinals would eventually just like get it removed? 
<laughs> he comes in for work and he's like, yo, who leaked that, guys? <laughs> no, dude. It's because he has the knowledge to see, like, everything before oh, it happens. So he still. knew it would happen. There you go. Yep. Now see, that's what you get in the Flyers Day Sports like, Show is you get a live updates on – well, it's not going to be live for you because, you know, this happens. It's live. It's live. It's live in the sense that it happened on the podcast, but, you know, it's not live, live on YouTube. Reaction. You, you guys will hear this our live reaction tomorrow, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. And to that, I say, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, so, you guys don't know what you just missed. It's a reaction, and you guys don't know it unless you watch it on YouTube. So uh, yep, watch us on YouTube. If you on Apple Pod or Spotify, can't help you. Sorry about it. Yep, but All right, speak- so now that we've gone on a lot of tangents, we finally reached the BS portion of our show. As no, if the rest of the show is – This is the main BS. show. Yep. This is the main. Yeah, main this event. is the main show. Uh, Gavin, you apparently have a hot take, and I don't even remember – Like, I, I remember that I was intrigued by it, and you told me, fuck no, I'll tell you when we get there. Well, now we're yep. here. We're so here. So what is that? So I've ranted about this before. I just want to do it to a more open audience. I fucking hate – when the media or just like people around sports, uh, pretty much just football, use the word creative to describe offenses and just the most general fucking shit. I, I've i never um, seen it. There's nothing better than the idea that the, the Colts are going to use Naheem Hines in a more creative way this year. And I just know for a fact that he's going to line up at slot and an NFL defensive coordinator is going to be like, let's put our third string run stopping linebacker out there to cover Naheem Hines. Like it's just a good idea and going to work. And then he'll catch an eight yard slant. And then like, it'll go to the analysis and Tony Romo will be like, now this is really smart here, Jim. Cause what you see here is they're putting uh, Naheem Hines. Who's just this offensive weapon out at slot. So it creates a mismatch on defense. Like the defense is just forced to put a mismatch on Naheem Hines. Like if they wanted to, they could just put the number one corner on him, which like, is a mismatch still, I guess, but it's not a cool one. And they're just, I, they'll talk about it and it'll be cool. But then like the past defending linebacker will be like watching the play action that comes just in case it's a run and their roles are completely missed. Just nobody ever talks about the like defensive miscues side of it because it's not cool and flashy and whatever, but we're just so bad. And don't, there is creativity. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, I've talked on here about Kyle Shanahan, like, Offensive creativity happens, but every time something in the NFL happens that like is cool or whatever, it just it doesn't mean or a player's used in a different way doesn't necessarily mean it was creative. It's literally just like putting your pass catching running back on the field because he's better than your slot receiver. Like it's just- NFL fucking steal a shit from college all the time. College has been doing that for fucking years. You know what makes an offense creative? Uh, Having a fullback. I I mean, they've played with fullbacks for years. You'd just be stealing what we've already done when offense sucked. But it's not creative anymore. And so if you brought it back, it's now creative. You play with a fullback, it's because – Yeah, man, let's go back to the wishbone, I guess. Let's Dude, don't get me started on that, man. Not going to lie. If, if, like, let's say the Chiefs were bad, right? Mm -hmm. I would almost want them to run, like, the wing T, like, triple option or, like, the wishbone. Because, like, it would just be – it would be hilarious. Like, Um, could you imagine – can you imagine we just pick up, like, fucking – I don't even – like, we pick up Keenan Reynolds off the street just to run the fucking triple option like he did Navy just for the fun. Or, like, Malcolm Perry just for the memes. It's like, oh, yeah, we're just, 
We're just going to fucking run Navy's offense for, like, the last four games of the season because we're fucking, like, toast. And we keep the scores close. We keep the scores close, so it looks like we're actually better than we are. Dude, you would probably – you could if you ran Navy's offense a whole season, do you think we could, you could win a game, right? Surely. Well, no, that's the po- I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast. If like running the ball is how you set up your offense, you're just like hoping to lose by less. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, is there right. such things as creative defenses? Yes, but nobody talks. Yeah, like about it. Oh, nobody talks about stuff. It. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the other thing too with creativity. I feel like a lot of creativity comes from, like, having a player that, like, is one of, like, very few archetypes. Yeah. A tweener. Like, like if you have, like, like, a Micah Parsons, you know, like, you could just do so. It's like, oh, my God, they're using this guy at middle, outside, and defensive end. Like, oh, my God. Like, how cool and cool. How is this middle linebacker playing safety? Well, yeah, Micah Parsons is a great example because – I like yes, he was used creatively, but like at the same time, you get a dude that's really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like, you're not you're not thinking James has like actually played every position except defensive tackle, and like nobody even talks then, about like him. yeah, like dog, like if if Micah Par- if you found someone who was like eighty percent of Micah Parsons, there's no way he's playing all those positions because he just because be- he's just mid at all those positions, like. Yeah, you're moving Micah Parsons around because he's really good at all the positions, and you can do a lot of weird shit with him. It yeah. also kind of speaks a lot uh, to in today's NFL. I guess really all that matters on defense is your just size and athleticism more than anything else. Correct. Bingo. Yeah. So all what right. do you got for us, here, Beans or Sam? Whoever. I'll go because I really don't have a uh, hot take. I have a uh, cold take. Oh no, not a cold take. It's a reveal take. Oh, okay. it's, a, it's okay. more of a PSA, actually. All right. So, um, this is this is more of a thought-provoking moment, anyways, because I'm an idiot and don't have hot takes. Um, did you guys know? I, I've like talked to a couple people about this, right? So I'm listening to music the other day. Like this is like two months ago, probably. It's a hot take. And <laughs> Black Eyed Peas comes up because it's on autoplay. And I and it has like it starts with let's get and I'm like okay yeah like I know this song like let's get started in here and it starts with let's get retarded <laughs> I'm like what the fuck and so I'm like oh my god this has got to be like a parody it's not a parody that's the original song let's get started in here the original song is let's get retarded. Like, that's the original song, and they changed it because the NBA wanted to use it for the 2004 playoffs, like, to promote it. And so they changed it, like, let's get it started so it fit better, obviously, and because, you know, whatever. And somehow, some way, it got, like, glossed over and, like, re-released. It was an instant hit, and no one knows that the original song is literally Let's Get Retarded. And oh it makes so much gosh. more sense because if you re-listen to that song, it starts with, in this context, there's no disrespect, which makes a whole lot more sense. Oh my gosh. Out getting retarded. How many musical, there's, and this is part of the reason I hate music. Oh, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. No, you go, because this, this uh, next part is going to blow your socks off. I, how many, this is like my problem with like English and um, music and like stuff that's right clearly opinion based. Right like, how many 
like musicians have produced something that's just like a word away from being a fucking hit. And it just like didn't hit. Someone changes dude, one fucking word and it's just like blows up. I'm telling you, dude, I'm someone had to have made like some songs that like had a bunch of fucked up words in it. And they changed like a couple of them around and like they, they obviously never released it with the fucked up words. But they change it around and like they do it into hit. There's literally a part in the song. I implore all of you to go listen to it. Like you can find it on YouTube. It's hilarious. Because like they they say the R word a lot of times in that song. But there's one point where Fergie literally spells out the <laughs> R word. She literally goes like R E T whatever the rest. And she does it in a way where it's like R E T. Like she spells like the respect or whatever. But oh, like in a hip hop no. way. And it's just like, why? No. You can't And then the worst respect? part is all the comments under the video are like, I remember when you could say stuff like this and people wouldn't get offended. Like, <laughs> so that's cool. all it is. It's like, I like the original better. It's like, oh my God, we live in the worst timeline. Oh my, is this a Mandela effect? No. Okay. Wow. Actually, so I was talking to Trey Schmidt about it. And I brought it up to him, and he, like, looked at me, and he was like, dude, like, I swore I heard it that way, like, on the radio. No, I'm yeah. Sure it was, like, when we were, like, kids, right? He was like, I swore I heard it that way, and then they re-released it, and, like, you know, whatever. Wow. And he's like, I'm so happy to know that, like, I'm not crazy. Like, I th- he thought he was getting Mandela affected. And I'm sure there's a ton of people. Dude, I'm telling you. The only reason I bring this up is because, like, I don't have a hot take. And, two, it's important to know. Yeah. And I want our viewers to know. It's a good PSA. Somehow, again, it's one of those things where it's, like, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's, like, somehow, like, there's, and this goes with, like, sports, too. There are guys who just get, like, do, or, like, do awful things, like, or, like, not awful things like off field or anything, but like the perfect example is like Patrick Mahomes in the AFC title game, right? Mm-hmm. He like blew that game, and like everyone's just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, he got like zero flack for that game. Yeah. And like the Black Eyed Peas got zero flack for this song because yeah. they made a banger afterwards. Yep. Wow. That yeah, is dude, crazy. Seriously, listen to the song after this episode. Listen to the song after we finish. Like you'll you'll almost laugh because it's. It's like the most well-produced parody because it's not a parody. That is crazy. All right, it's follow that one up, Beans. I don't know if I can. I'm going to get, like, <laughs> you should have definitely went last. I should have. and You've I'm setting you up for failure. Okay, so this is going to sound like a little crazy or something, but, like, when you're home and stuff and you go to the bathroom and you take a whiz, like, it is perfectly acceptable to not wash your hands. No, absolutely not. Like, absolutely I take not. I, I take more effort into pretending I wash my hands, like turn on the sink and like pretend I don't, and then shut it off and then like walk out, than I okay. do to wash my hands. This is why this needs to go last because I am here to sit and stand and shout on my soapbox that if you flush a toilet, you have touched the toilet. It's my toilet though. What? It's my toilet though. Dog. I don't give a fuck if it's your toilet. You fucking it's gross. I, I've had so many people have this take, and I, I I understand where the take is coming from. I completely understand that like you went, you took a piss, and like that was it. <laughs> Whatever. 
Gavin raised his hand. Go, Gavin, yes. I'll get to you real quick. Okay. Um, no, wash your fucking hands, dude. <laughs> just wash your fucking hands. Gavin. Go ahead, Gavin. I understand both sides. I don't have a take. Uh, the problem, I just want to point out the fact that we as human beings cover up certain parts of our body, carry out everything we do in life outside, like just taking on germs, operating normal. You don't have to wash your hands when you do literally anything. But if you touch the part that you cover up from the outside world, that's just yourself. Holy shit, you're disgusting. You got to wash your hands. Thank you. It's skin. <laughs> that's just like kind of funny to me. It's funny okay. to wrap your head around. It's the most protect I, I, you're I touching germs that are yourself and you're you're used to. Yes, it's gross. Yes, I do take that away. It is gross. Spreading your own germ. I mean, look, here's the thing. I'm home alone. Nobody is home. It's just me. If I'm peeing as a – there's times when you pee as a dude. You ain't even got to touch anything. You just kind of exactly. sit there just aimlessly like, aim, fire from the hip, and you're good. Yeah. Hip, hip shot. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> and it I, works. And if I do that, I'm not washing my hands. I didn't touch anything. No, I'm exactly. I'm in the bathroom. Dude, I'm washing my hands every time because the bathroom's a disgusting place. Especially, dude, like a fucking public bathroom. I feel like I need to yes. disinfect him. Okay, if it's public, if it's public, that's different. Yes, I will but wash. You're also hands. in public. Beans is like when you're at home, I do view it differently. So, so like, okay, this not gonna name any names here, right? I'm not putting this person on the spot. But so like, we were at like one of the places that I used to live in college, and this person went to the bathroom, and it was like, th- it was like me, three other people, no, three, me and four other people. And we were about to, like, go out to the bars. And they went to the bathroom, and I made, like, this offhand comment, like, oh, I didn't hear you, like, wash your hands, like, ha-ha. Or I don't even know how it got brought up, because I don't even think I said it. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, I don't wash my hands, like, if I take a pee. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. But, like, you're coming out of my bathroom to, like, a group of six people and just, like, proclaiming that? Like, I feel like that's weird. So, yes, that is weird. That's, in yes. Context, I agree with Beans. I live by myself. There's nobody else here. If I go pee and I'm just in the bathroom, like, I'm fine. If I take a shit and I'm in my own bathroom, I'm washing my hands. I'm washing my hands. Absolutely. Yes. I don't but, think that's up for the bank. Yes. But, yes. like, no, that, there's if I'm no in debate somebody else's house, I'm in somebody else's home, other people are here. Literally, if anybody else is involved in any way, I'm washing my hands. Okay. So, here's what I, I will admit to this. I have in my apartment, this is mostly when I'm playing video games or whatever, because reasons. I have in the past gone to the restroom, not flushed the toilet because I know I'll come back eventually, and not wash my hands because of that. I feel like, I just feel like if there's a toilet flush, you, you should wash your hands. That's yes. You're thinking okay. that because you're used to other people hearing that, though, and like... When other people come involved, then you wash your hand, like have to wash your hands. That's I I, I don't know. I I don't even think I do that good of a job of wash. I like I wash my hands, but I don't even know if I do a good job of it. You I ever like let the water anything. run and then do something in the bathroom and then like shut the water off and leave? I can't say I've ever done that. Oh, no. oh. oh my god, what is going on? Oh, earthquake! Earthquake! Oh my god! Jesus! You just get attacked, just by, get attacked by, by a Doge. Yeah, yeah, my our, dog uh, host just was killed for those that aren't watching. I got attacked by a dog. <laughs> by a dog. Well, I think that's our cue to leave then. Gentlemen, do we have any final words? 
no, I think I think we've said enough. <laughs> yeah, it's the one thing I'll say: it's training camp season. Let's get fucking crazy. Ramondre Stevenson is the number. Ramondre Stevenson is COVID to the media, where we're just gonna blow this motherfucker out of proportion. And and uh, Damian Harris is the flu, where it's still there, it's still killing people, but nobody cares anymore. It's Ramondre Stevenson season. <laughs> Yeah, it's training camp. Let's, uh, let's get retarded in here, right? Go listen yep. to that song, everyone. It's funny. And dude. with that, I think we're officially canceled after that last line. We want to thank everyone for listening to us. And, you know, since we're on YouTube now, like and share the YouTube video. Like or share the Apple Pod or the Spotify. Make sure to leave a comment while you're around. Tell us what we did good. Tell us what we did bad. We really want to hear the negative, the positive negative feedback because that's how we get the show better. If you leave us a comment on any of the platforms, we'll read it out, no matter how bad it is, which is inviting just trouble on my part. <laughs> but we'll read it out and answer your question. So make sure to drop a question in the comments. So we want to say from everyone at the Flyer State Sports Show, we're getting merch soon. Drop that one on you at the end. Have a great rest of your day. Fuck Bosco, boys, and God bless. <laughs>